Welcome to the GNA Podcast, games, nerds, and alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. Uh, lately, we haven't really been getting all that much drunk, but we've definitely been talking about stuff, because there's always seems to be stuff happening. So tonight, I'm being joined by an eclectic crew. We've got Shinzu joining us. Shinzu, how you feeling tonight, man? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we got we got Shadow Fox here. Shadow, Shadow Fox, how you feeling, man? Well, this is okay. Um... Zyberblood, or are you there? Damoc? Is anybody there? D? Are you there, D? I'm all alone. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <gasps> here. I'm just, I'm just joshing you. Oh, thank God. Somebody's here. here. Jesus, I thought I was going to be sitting here talking to myself. We all know what happened about that last time. We call it episode 101. It was a very funny episode. <laughs> yeah. Funny, not, not, not humorous, as in funny strange. Yeah, that, was, that would be how I would label that. How are you feeling tonight, D? Not too bad, not too bad. A little bit of a rough day, but I'm 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 making do. Oh God, yeah, I uh I hear you on the roughness, but I think that's why we have beer, and uh, that's why we have friends. Well, I'm actually boring. I'm actually today. I'm not drinking a craft beer. Oh, well, what are you drinking tonight? I've got Sprite. It's cranberry Sprite. Wow. With um, vodka. It oh, actually tastes God. really good. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I added a bunch of Schmirnoff vodka, and vodka with cranberry-flavored Sprite, which comes out around the holidays, is actually wicked good. God damn, I gotta try that. I gotta see if I can uh, if I can get the wife to just ignore me long enough so I can give that a shot, because I'm not supposed to have vodka. But I, I like it. So just straight Smirnoff, or was it a flavored Smirnoff? What'd you get? It was just a straight uh, Smirnoff, but I did grab the uh, 100 proof as opposed to the 80 proof Smirnoff. It's a little bit more kick, a little bit more zang. Nice. Well, I myself had this last new Belgium in the fridge, a Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. And just as I said last time, it is a very, very smooth IPA. Very, very non-offensive. Most IPAs really have that kind of hit in it. And you really get that long-lasting, bitter aftertaste that, you know, is notorious for an IPA. This is very, very citrusy, um, very aromatic. So when you first get a first hit of it, you really think, oh, man, this is going to be lasting. But then it's so smooth on, all the way through. You get a hit right at the beginning. The attack is really, really nice, really strong. And it tapers out. Uh, and it's really, really smooth on the finish. So the finish is smooth. Is there any uh, noticeable uh, aftertaste? Uh, A distinct citrusy aftertaste. Nice. Um, And the the bitter aftertaste literally only lasts for about 10 seconds at max. Nice. And it just is very nice. How non-offensive are we talking? Are we talking today's college campus non-offensive? If you were going to start with IPAs and you never had an IPA before and you were really nervous about IPAs, this would be a great place to start. Hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. It's uh, And it's cool because it's got like a the, the art on it. Because I always, dude, these craft beers, they really just suck you in with the art. I mean, just every single time. They just suck you right in with the art. I mean, I'm going to try to show you here if you can see it. I don't know if it's. Oh, nice. It's like a. That's like a combination of a Red Baron with a drill sergeant hat. Yeah, yeah, it is. skeleton dude. It's actually kind of neat. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, if you see it. Um, I don't know if you can see that bottom portion there. Yeah, when you lift it up, yeah, before it was cut off, but yeah, I can see that. So he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, and he's got like the Red Baron 
aviator hat and goggles on, but then on top of that, he's got a, well, a drill sergeant hat, and it's got a feather sticking out of it, and it's got a patch right on the front that I'm trying to figure out whether that's supposed to be a mushroom or mushroom cloud. Let me see it again. Actually, I think it might be a skull with glasses on. Hold on, let me me get that right on in there. Oh, that's a mushroom cloud. Well, see, I thought it was a mushroom cloud, too, but when I looked closer, I can see, like, a distinct nose and mouth, like, pieces underneath it. And it almost looks like it's wearing glasses, but it could be a mushroom cloud. And the gold tooth. Anyways, the artwork just always seems to grab me on these things. And uh, it's really nice. It's um, it's 7.5% by volume. And I've had this both warm, and when I say warm, around, you know, room temperature. And I've had it chilled about, you know, like the 40 degree mark. And honestly, I found that this really, really tastes best when it's just above that fridge temperature. So if you take it out of the fridge and you let it sit on your counter for about five minutes or so before you crack it open and drink it, it's really nice. That's pretty good. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty good uh, starter IPA for people. And it sounds like they're doing uh, the, the marketing right to do such good artwork. Maybe the big companies can learn from it. Maybe yeah. some of the big companies can learn how to make a beer, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you've got something that's that's tried and true that people are just used to, it's kind of like when you go to a chain restaurant, you know, you know that when you go in there and you order their mushroom Swiss burger, that it's going to taste the exact same as the last time you were there and yeah. the exact same as the other 40 Applebee's you went to. Yeah, like crap every time. Yeah, yeah, like crap with mushrooms on it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, it filled the chunks, this, this crap they just shit in my mouth. So State of Games, man, what is your State of Games? little all over the place. Um, been playing around, testing through some um, old school games. Uh, I'm going to be getting in a, uh, waiting for a Super Nintendo game to come in, a Demon's Crest, so I'm waiting for that to come in the mail so I can try that. I've been playing uh, through the Switch. I've been playing the, um, oh, God, my brain. Uh, Mario Odyssey with the kids still, even though we beat it, we're still playing through and trying to find all the, the moons and the, you know. Stars, whatever, all the little things and all the collectibles. Trying to complete it. Because if you actually get, like, all 999 pieces of moon or whatever, you could actually fight a special boss. That's not Bowser. I heard. Now, when you say... I don't know what. I don't know who, because I didn't want to ruin it for myself. So, when you say special, you mean, like, special as in, like, oh, this is super rare, not special as in... Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a a hidden boss would be a better term. Because oh. the boss is in D D, it's probably the player, me. <laughs> so all those moons are basically a giant game of hide and seek for this boss. Yes. I like it. Yes, I guess he's a hide hide and seek champion. That's what I'm guessing. So tell me about the Super Nintendo game that you're talking about. It's a platformer. It's a it's a really neat platformer. Um But I haven't gotten I, I've pretty much looked at it like streaming, it's one of those hidden gems. That you can get, and let's see if I can bring up any of the uh, story. I'm not sure on the storyline yet. Um, let's see. Clickety click click clickety click 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 keyboards on its way. So basically, you have to find six uh, magical stones or crests, uh, which preside over their elements: earth, fire, water, air, time, and heaven. And once you get them all, you got infinity power. Um. 
and the demons in the demon world are trying to get all of them. So you're supposed to collect them all and beat the shit out of them. So gotta catch them all. Basically, for the for those pieces, yep. The gameplay looks like a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, action platformer. So, dude, there are a lot of like really really great gems out there. Some that I've just found, like off the wall good. And that's what I like about like so much on YouTube, seeing a lot of the um, smaller YouTubers, because a lot of them are going into those hidden gems. You got like Metal Jesus Rocks, uh, Radical Reggie, uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo guy. They usually find a lot of those like really ne- neat ones that we missed as kids, and I'm like, oh, I want to play that. Oh, you're muted, dude. Whoops, wrong button. Uh, even like the new ones that come out, like Cuphead, that are really in like deeply oh, rooted that's... in that vein. Of of not just in the vein of retro, but just in that whole, you know, you say retro game and you've got a certain feel to it, you know, a certain kind of je ne sais quoi, I guess. <laughs> Big word. Don't know what it actually means. I just know how to use it in the right context. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you know, so you get a game that that is quote unquote retro and, you know, it feels like an old game ish, but it, it a lot of the ones that are labeled as retro just don't really feel that old or like pixel art games. You know, they always associate, and I say they, not necessarily every listener that's listening. I know the difference between pixel art and retro, but a lot of people, when you see a pixel art game, they non-gamers. Yeah. They immediately associate it with a retro game. They don't realize that a pixel art is a very specific style of art and gaming, but a lot of people who look at it, they say, Oh, that's a retro game. No, it's not really a retro game. But then you play a game like Cuphead, which has a lot going on in it. You know, its its graphics are really, really great. It's like you're playing an old cartoon, but it has a really strong feel to it. Of it, it is actually it's it's patterned after an old style of cartoons that used to be done in old artwork. Um, some old, uh, really old time. I think they were from like the 1930s. I think exactly. But yeah. it not only has a visual feel of being that old retro style but also the gameplay itself it's also retro hard (laughs) yeah the the gameplay itself is a very retro field in that it's brutal you know it doesn't uh while its visuals are really nice it doesn't just rely on that to hold you over it really gives you a challenge something i think a lot of games nowadays just don't give you they kind of it almost seems like um other than a few you know ips obviously you know uh, stuff like uh, Dark Souls, obviously it's meant to be hard on purpose, but for the most part it almost seems like games these days hold your hand and give you enough save points, and that's stuff where you can always progress. I mean, the old school games is if you couldn't, if you just couldn't develop the skill set, you were never beating it. Well, yeah, and like... I still have never beaten Kid Icarus. Oh, God. Damn, Eggplant Wizard. Dude, so that game's really fun. Did you ever get to the last, the, uh, did you ever actually play the last board where you're flying as, as, uh, as Pit? No, I never got past the eggplant wizard. Oh, so so, but you know, you know that you're going through the different boards to get the the three treasures of whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know what I'm supposed to. Do. I've seen it played. I've seen the last board played. I have just never been able to achieve that. Yeah. So the whole it's my the, shame. Like that. That was a fun game because you play through the entirety of it, kind of one way where you're playing. You know, you're. You're advancing through in a platformer style game. It's 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 a side scrolling platformer except you go up. Well, exactly, but the, but then it switches off of that last board where it's more like a Galaga game. Yeah, 
which is really neat. And, and, and I actually would like to play that. I've never actually played the last board. I'd like to one of these days. I think I might just break down and game genie that bitch. No, no, no. You know what's going to happen? This is what we're going to do. That? You and me, we're going to hook up. Well, not, not hook up that way. Well, I mean, if there's enough beer, I guess. But anyways, we're going to get together. <laughs> and we're going to sit down and we're going to just tag team the hell out of that game. And we're going to make it all the way to the end. Might take us a weekend. Might take us a week. Might take us a lifetime. But we're going to get there. We can I do gotta it. I'm going to stock up on beer. <laughs> <laughs> you almost choked. I almost spit beer all over the place. <laughs> How much more equipment are you going to have to replace because of that? Oh, screw you, dude. I'm not replacing anything else. At least I got, at least I was aimed out of the way. So if anything did sneak out, I didn't touch, I didn't get the actual equipment over no, here. No, no, no destroying keyboards or webcams this time? No, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spit rum all over my webcam again. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> oh, Funny God. thing, it broke it. I, I thought it would have cleaned it, but no, it killed it. <laughs> Oh no, that, it murdered that webcam. That webcam is, that, I got it working a little bit, but it was still cutting in and out, but that, that webcam really just never came back. Not after that. So point, point, point for any uh, non-technical folk, don't clean your webcam or computer equipment with, with rum. Apparently it's not a good way to do it. No, no, no. Rum with Diet Coke. Uh, ironically, they say how the, the cleaning co- qualities of Coca-Cola are so amazing. Not for cleaning webcams. Apparently, on electronics, they damage it. However, they did used to use uh, high-powered hoses with Coca-Cola to clean barnacles off of ships. Yeah, and also the oil out of the inside of tankers. Which is kind of frightening. Well, I guess that's how all those, uh, all those barnacles got such a sweet tooth. So, uh, point of, a, a good bit of health, health advice. Don't destroy your body with, with, with Coke. Just drink straight on rum. Exactly. Bypass the middleman. Exact. Much better. So you're either not going to have the bad effects on your digestive tract of Coca-Cola, or if you drink too much, you'll be dead. But either way, you won't have to suffer from the effects of Coca-Cola. All right. So here's what we're going to do, since it's only two of us, and we could probably crank through these pretty quick. Of course, I say that we're probably going to be talking for the next three hours. But we're going to go through all the questions that we have been. Do you have complete- ADHD too? Yes, it seems. Or like- ADD too? I, yeah, I've got ADD. Yeah. Hey, I got what a light bulb here. I want to ride bikes. Yes, on our way to get more rum. More rum. That was it. We were talking about rum. Yes. No, no. We were talking about things we haven't been doing on the show properly. Questions? Which, which is answering questions. My second... Well, good, good. I got it right on the first try. My second guess would have been hash browns. Oh, God. I could go for some hash browns right now, man. Especially like the McDonald ones. You know, the whole oh, you know, yeah. things out of the sleeve. Yeah, like cooked in that in that grease that's just been sitting in there for so long. They they oversalt them. Oh man! Do you know why the fries and the hash browns don't taste quite as good as they used to? Oh, did they change? Did they actually clean the oil pans? No. no uh, well, yes, but the reason why is that they used to actually cook them in some of the the grease was actually like burger or meat grease. Oh yeah. And if you notice, since the vegans and vegetarians got mad, they stopped doing it, and the taste kind of a little bit blander. Yeah. Well, at least the at least the vegans have stopped telling me that they're vegan. No, no, they haven't. We just learned to tune them out. That could be it. Wait, we're getting so, completely off topic again. We got questions, questions. <laughs> we, have, we got questions to answer. This is a serious thing. We actually have to answer these things. Okay. All right. So the first question that we missed, ah. Uh, 
was actually asked by Blue Shark, and it was Fallout 76. Would you buy it? Would you recommend it? Who would you recommend it to? Whoa. Uh, I would buy it. Okay. Because mainly I saw all the cool glitches. I really want to do a playthrough and make a YouTube video or Twitch stream some of those terrifying glitches because that'd be hilarious. Just a whole glitch stream, you know what I mean? And see how many of those glitches and crashes you can actually purposefully trigger. We can, Oh, no, no. Okay. So, hold on. I agree with D for a completely different reason. Well, for a, a slightly similar reason, but now I'm going to say completely different. different. Anyways, I would buy Fallout 76. However, I would get all of us together on a GNA episode, and I would stream it and play it, and every time there was a glitch, we'd all do a shot. So, therefore, I would recommend Fallout 76 to Cecil. And I would recommend Fallout 76 to anybody who wants to make a drinking game and possibly risk alcohol poisoning. Because if there's that many glitches as there seems, we're going to have a fun episode. It might be shorter than expected, but it'd be fun. Or, or it might be an episode that we've actually, I've actually had to edit where it's about an hour and a half of us talking and then about six and a half hours of me snoring on my desk because I forgot to turn it off and I passed out on my keyboard. Or all of us. So you've got a lot of snoring. Because I actually did that once. I actually had the whole thing going, and I forgot to turn off the Skype recorder. I turned off I turned off everything else except for the Skype recorder. And actually, I don't think I turned off my Audacity either. And I said, yeah, all right, I just gotta, I gotta get up and go to bed. And that was the last thing you heard me say. And then you just started hearing me snore. And I literally drank myself unconscious. And woke up like six hours later, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, and I'm all sore. And I was like, oh, my God, I got I, I, I to gotta go brush this, brush my teeth, this gnome that took a dump in my mouth. I've got to kill them, too. And then I look on the screen, and I still see the waveform going as I'm talking. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a horrible episode to edit. You know the worst drunk I got? Oh, I got as far this. as pass out, As far as pass out uh, drunk, I slowly started to wake up. Passed out on the floor using a box of still full, like, 20-piece Chicken McNuggets as a pillow with my buddy's dog licking the side of my head trying to get at the Chicken Nuggets. Nice. <laughs> that was in my army days. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I almost died. But dang, the best pillow was actually a box of Chicken McNuggets. Life hacks, man. Life hacks. Dude, hey, you know, any port in a storm, if there happens to be chicken nuggets there, they can be soft. However, you do run the risk of a dog attempting to gnaw your face off because now you taste like chicken nuggets. I didn't so much snuggle up as they went down with me as I stood up after our drinking game and thought I was still mostly sober. Caught myself. I had a dizzy spell. My buddy's like, dude, you all right? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I took one step and literally he saw me like clip my face on the table as I went down with the chicken nuggets and kind of just was there, limp. It left me. I found the picture of you smacking your head off of the off of the table as it took a picture. Oh, that old school photo. Yeah, I've got a copy of that you sent me. Yeah, I got it. I found it again. It was underneath the bed over here. It's great. That should be. You know what? That should be this episode's thumbnail. I can. I can probably make that happen. <laughs> what am I saying? I, I edit the damn episode. I do all the thumbnail. I can make that happen. I seem to have a habit of, like, you know, passing out and landing hard. 
Dude, I can't believe that you knocked that thing off and clipped your head off that damn table at the same time it snapped a picture as it hit the ground. And what's funny is, is my arms limp, my eyes are closed, I'm still standing, but I'm literally out cold unconscious. Right before I crumpled into a ball. <laughs> You're muted. And I'm trying to burp up everything I've eaten. Next question. Still- yes. Cyberblood says, one game, just one. What would be a game you'd fully recommend that dropped this year thus far? A game that's been the cream of the crop so far. That's a tough decision. It is. I mean, I know addictive gameplay games, but it's tough. Like, which one? How do you decide which one is the best that dropped this year? Hmm. And, fu- and the sad part is, I don't remember what came out earlier part of the year, more recently, because I get the memory of a goldfish. So I'm trying to fi- trying to remember what came out earlier this year. Well, there are some games like uh, like Sea of Thieves, Left 4 Dead 2, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Redemption 2, but I haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2 I yet. Did Friday the 13th come out this year or last year? Uh, let me look. Sure. Let me look at the... That's a thingy for the thingy on the thingy. Uh, that came out May of last year, so I was completely wrong there. Okay, so that that that's disqualified. Even though that's a fun game, even though they oh they st- they stopped support on it this year, so I guess that's why I'm remembering something from this year. Mm. Uh, Graveyard Keeper. I like that one. I'm just trying to I'm trying to remember what came out earlier because that's what has been sitting in my head because I've been well I got it reloaded onto the PC now because got the new gaming rig. Um, so I got to load it onto this one, but Hunt Showdown came out this year. Just trying to think of, uh, of course there's also, I mean, I mean, with this metric, you've, you've got games that have come out, but then again, you've got ports of those same games that came out this year for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's a really, really tough question. Are we counting mobile games as well? Like handheld games that came out on the phone? He didn't say not to. Man, that's a... I mean, as far as, like, indie style, kind of the indie retro style, I mean, I love Graveyard Keeper. That is one heck of an addictive game. It is. Yeah, Graveyard Keeper... Graveyard Keeper is fantastic. It's stupid fun. It's got that whole Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley feel to it. Um, But with a twist! Yeah, but with a twist. You're carving up bodies, cutting it up, packaging it, and sending it over and selling it to the bartender. Man, this is this is a tough question. There's been a lot of great games. All right, let's start listing some of them. How about that? Let's make it easy there. All right, let me pull your ass back up so I can see you while I'm doing this. <laughs> what you doing? Uh, let's 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 pull up a list of games released in 2018 and let's see if we can actually figure out because, I mean, there's some fun games. I mean, like Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee came out, but I wouldn't put them at a contender for best. Neither would I. So let's see here. We've Fun, got. Yes. Uh, let's let's. Uh, I'm just going to start listing off some that might mm-hmm. actually rise to the cream of the crop here. I'm not going to list off every single one of them. But January, yeah. uh, we've got the Escapist two that came out. It was ported over to the That's Switch. Right. Uh, we've got Kirby Battle. We've got Dust and Salt. Uh, Monster Hunter World. That's, uh, That's oh that came out okay that did I was curious if it came out. Earlier this year versus like late last year, so uh, it's Monster Hunter World. I think that is a heck of a contender right now because that is a lot of fun. You know what? Like, and and I'm not going to take away from it. I'm going to actually, 
I did not enjoy that game, but I know a lot of people in the clan that I'm in, Battle Slots, that played Monster Hunter World for quite some time, and a lot of them were really excited when it came to PC. So while I didn't personally enjoy it, observing everybody else play it and just the buzz around it and how people were really, really getting intricate into it, I really do think it's a contender as well. It is. I mean, for, for I mean, it all depends on your personal likes because not everybody likes a style of gameplay. But for those that do and that are a fan of the series, it is a fantastic entry into the series. And there is quite the follow, quite the cult following for the whole Monster uh, Hunter series. There is, yeah. And this was the first one that I think came to. Wasn't wasn't the rest of them on handhelds? There was something special um, about this one. Not hand. I mean, because not the f- there weren't the first on the home console because you also had. Um, a mon- a previous entry in the Wii and in the Wii U. So it wasn't the first console. Okay. Maybe a lot it was of them the first, were on the handhelds. But maybe it was the first PS4 Xbox release? Probably, because they previously were on, like, Nintendo and the handhelds, I think. We'll go there. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not a big follower of the series. I only recently got into the series. So I started later on, after I started seeing a lot of hubbub about it, I got into it about, you know, that time frame. So I'm not sure. I know there's, certainly it was on the PSP, at least in Japan. Yes, I do remember being on the PSP. I remember a Monster Hunter being on PSP. You're absolutely right. And the reason why I know that is because I've got the special edition Monster Hunter PSP from Japan over there on my shelf. All right. Well, let's see here. February. It looked really pretty. February, we had Night in the Woods for Switch, UFC 3, Shadow of Colossus re-release. Which, but that's a, I don't know if we want to count yeah, re-release. I, I mean, Shadow I, of Colossus, it's fantastic, but a re-release? I don't know if I can count that. You're absolutely I think right. We should, I think we should avoid re-releases and ports over to the Switch, because if the game came out previous years, it's not really a new one. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we got Starpoint Gemini Warlords, Civilization IV Rise it. and Fall. Which Dragon Quest Builders. Which is a lot of fun. My kids really like it. Uh, Kingdom I Come Deliverance came out in February. Dragon Owl. Quest Eleven. Owlboy, yeah. Owlboy, uh, that's a good one, too. Secret of Mana, the one that came out for PS4, Vita, and PC. Yeah, but that was that's a remake of the original Super Nintendo Secret of Mana. And the remake, the port is... It could have been better. Yeah, so. but it's not a direct port. It's actually a remake. So it's not. It's not. It's not yeah, the it's old school remake. graphics. So it's an actual remake. So I yeah. would actually count that as being a new game release because they really did. They had to remake all the assets. They didn't just port it all over and make it work. Uh, oh, hey, here's one. I think this one's going to be a contender. Metal Gear Survive. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, let's see here. We got the longest five minutes. Uh, a game called Fee. I don't think I've heard of that. I haven't played it, but I, I don't even think I've. They heard also of it. did a re-release. I know this year of on the Switch. It was originally on the DS, which was the World Ends with You. Yes, I did hear about that. It is actually fantastic. If you haven't played it, it is a fantastic game. Uh, wife and I both got really addicted to it on the uh, DS. It, it, it is a fantastic. It's a really unique way of doing like an RPG style game. It's a very unique entry. Uh, I would highly recommend it. All right, skip it over to March. We've got. Oh, I'm not even, uh, I'll mention it. It's PSVR Bravo Team. 
What was Bravo Team? I I, I don't have a VR. <laughs> was Bravo Team... No, Bravo Team wasn't a Resident Evil reference, was it? I don't think so. I mean, they, they did a Resident Evil on it, and then they now did a Resident Evil 5 that has it for it, but I didn't hear of any others. Huh. Uh, anyways, uh, we got Frantic Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition. Uh, oh, just, they just tacked on more yeah, to an existing yeah. game, but it's still fi- still I like Final Fantasy 15. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I gotta go back and re. Uh, I gotta go back and actually finish that. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, there was Attack of Titan, Attack on Titan Two, uh, Sea of Thieves, of course, came out, which I've mentioned before. Yep. Titan Quest, uh, Detective Pikachu for the 3DS, Far Cry Five. Actually, Far Cry Five could be a contender as well. Far Cry Five was actually really a, a really enjoyable game, and it had a lot of content to it. And it, wow, and that it is actually glitchy. that is a fantastic series, and yeah, I mean the key. Point, I don't remember any huge problems with that at all. Yeah, the key point it wasn't super glitchy. I don't think it held on for a long time, but it was definitely a, a definitely a buzz about it, and people were talking good stuff about but it. But you got to admit, there's been a lot of big titles coming out this year. A lot of stuff that had a lot of buzz. So I mean, it's kind of it's been kind of hard, even if you like a game, to really stick with it. And played over and over again with all the big titles. You're trying to go from title to title this year. It's kind of tough. God of War 4. Yeah, boy. That's, uh, I think that's a contender. Well, that certainly is a contender. Oh, And yeah. the uh, God of War 4 Special Edition PS4 looked fantastic. Oh, it did. Like, it looked so pretty. It, I hate it when they chin sell, but that really looked like they put a lot of love and effort into that Special Edition. Yeah. that was- And just the, the, the style of that actual system was just awesome. Yeah, that's definitely solid. Did you see the uh, um, Kingdom Hearts PS4? No. That they're going to be releasing? No. I don't know if it's still up for pre-order. It looked, oh my god, fantastic. And they did all the etchings. I mean, it was Is like... Is it a pro or a regular PS4? I think it was a regular one. I don't remember. I only saw it briefly. Mm, I may have to look at that. And I don't know if it's coming out in every country, but I did see one. And I, I think the one that I saw was the Japanese one. So we might have to look further into that. That's probably for after the show. Mm, yep, that's definitely a look at. Uh, the South Park game, The Fractured Butthole. Which is actually the South, The first one that South Park did was surprisingly good. I, I was very surprised at how good it was. I thought it was mostly going to be a mo- money grab. And even if they weren't, you know, even if they're involved, I figured like, you know, being considered a cash grab, the company probably wouldn't have taken it seriously, but they actually put a lot of heart and soul into it. What else we got? Let's go into May here. Outbreak, The Nightmare Chronicles. Uh, Warmind. Which, do we count the Destiny expansions as... Do we count them as games? They're really just extensions of the game itself. The game yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't... You can't yeah, I mean, Dis- Destiny 2 would be the game, but then the expansions would just be, did it make a, a decent game, like, better? I mean... But Destiny 2, I think, didn't come out this year. No, it came out last year, but a lot of the, a lot of the gaming magazines actually review these Destiny expansions as almost, like, complete games, because they give them a complete review. Now, the question is, how big are the expansions, though? I mean, does it completely remake the game? You know, Forsaken, I want to say it really did make, make a lot of sweeping changes. Um, in, in the extra content, was it almost like a whole game unto itself? I think if the expansion has enough content to almost stand alone as a game itself, we can say yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I would. Uh, I don't know how I would break that down because it does still rely on, 
you know, the PvP and Gambit maps and stuff from well, it relies on the PvP maps from uh from the from the rest of the game before. So I don't know. Well we'll move on. We'll 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 yeah. leave Destiny two out of it for uh, for this moment. Raging Justice, Pillars of Eternity two. That's uh that was actually a really really decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, One Piece, Warhammer 40,000, Inquisitor, Martyr. Let's see what else we got on here. Uh, Far Lone Sales. You know, I, never, I wanted to look in that and I never did. Far Lone Sales. I, I didn't, I didn't try that one either. I, read, I didn't even, I read an article on it and I was like, man, I got to pick that up. And then I never did. I'm a horrible human being. That's what it is. I'm still looking forward to that cyberpunk game. Oh, Cyberpunk 27.7? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Detroit Becoming Human, or Become Human. That's, that's a good one. That's another uh, That's another one I think throws in the contender field there. Uh, let's see what else here. We're on to June. <laughs> they released Fallout Shelter for PS4, Xbox One, and PC in June. I missed that completely. Uh, so did I. Uh, Vampire. That game tanked, though. I don't think that game. Yeah, I didn't get to try it. I, I I was interested in it, but I have not picked it up or tried it. I, I heard reviews that the combat was horrible. That could be a make or break type deal. So I guess that's certainly not a contender. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the Crew Two. If you're into racing games, I uh, I actually enjoyed the original The Crew. I did too. Um, I really want to see like another really good grand turismo where you get to do all the nuts and bolts like ch- pick the gears the gear ratios i really want to have another one of those come out so if you really dig those type of games um unfortunately it's a little bit too much arcade-ish but there's a game called street racing redline racing or street legal redline racing that really does involve taking apart the entire car and it's even to the point that you can change your air to fuel ratios it's actually really, oh, really nice. cool. And also, if you just like that whole car thing, there's a game that's called Car Mechanic 2018, or maybe 2019, I can't remember. But it's actually, it's a simulation of taking apart a car. But the cool part is, it's it's fairly on point for realism. Like, for instance... I still like the... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying that I really like the kind of the... the not quite that in depth, but the smidgen that you got in like the original like Gran Turismo and the Gran Turismo 2, but you still have that big racing thing. And if you botch the gear ratios and that stuff, you race like crap. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love the, the original. And you know what? I haven't played the newer Gran Turismo, so I can't. Uh, the last one I played heavily was Gran Turismo 3. Um, I, I haven't had the time, but I would like to pick up the newest Gran Turismo. I would as well. But you know what? A lot of the games nowadays are just really so focused on social playing. It's really hard to find a game that you can pick up, play, and crank out there. I mean, even the original Gran Turismo. I remember going over to Putz's house all the time. He'd race, and I'd tune the car. And we made a great team that way because I knew like everything about tuning those damn cars for some stupid reason. And he'd race them because he could drive them. But we're kind of old school, too. We still kind of miss that. A lot of people like to do the social gaming, but that's how they socialize. We like to do the social gaming as in we're both on the same couch. Yes. So it's kind of a different aspect and a different culture. But I, I really do miss those games or those days where you game together in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, you pass controller back and forth like we're going to do with Kid Icarus. And uh, just like the first-person shooters... Um, cheating wasn't hacking or mods. Cheating was you screen peeping, son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. 
So let's see, what else we got? We got in July, Red Faction Gorilla Remastered. Well, that was a remaster. I don't know if that really counts. Yeah. Uh, 20XX, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, Hotel Transylvania 3. Well, the Treasure Tracker was fun. Octopath Traveler. The only reason I don't want to say quite a contender for Octopath Traveler, um, I do like it. The 2.5D graphics is fantastic. Uh, battle system is fantastic. The individual storylines are good, but the problem is it doesn't mesh well. Because oh. when you have all, like, you could pick whichever character you want to start with, and you got to collect the other characters as you progress, which is awesome. But the way you meet your characters is you walk up, they got a little question mark. It's like, oh, gee, I need somebody that can be trustworthy and do this. Oh, that's me. Let's go. It's like the well, it's like the shittiest D&D DM ever that you all meet somehow just meet in the bar. And it's like, wow, we're all just going to go on an adventure campaign together. Yes, we're all trustworthy. Tally forth. I'm a hero. It, I'm a hero. It just it just doesn't mess well. It's like they didn't have a good way to introduce the characters to each other, which is the one big gripe that me and a lot of other people that I know that are big in RPGs have had. You know, and that you actually just spoke right right to something that I always work on and the, the thing I always have the most trouble with whenever I start a campaign is how the hook to get everybody in. And you even saw it when we did the Star Wars campaign. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a bad game because it, it's, it's hard to do that, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, but but the, that, that hook of getting everybody involved together with one another. So, like introducing your character to the rest of the group and giving you guys a reason to go together. I'm sitting there going, I had like, I only had one idea for getting that to work. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, please, for the love of God, let this work. Please don't let this group split up. And I got to figure out a way to get them all on the same ship again. <laughs> and thankfully you guys all went the same way, but then you split up again and I'm like, Oh crap. But then you made it back. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Oh, uh, what else we got here in July? The Mega Man X collection. Um, Which it's Mega Man X just put on. Yeah, yeah, so it's just a remastered. Remake. So it's still, it's just, it's those games. I mean, even if you update the graphics, it's still those games. Yeah. Uh, Sleep Tight. I don't even know that one. I haven't played it. Uh, let's kick on to August. Uh, Yakuza Zero. Uh, Salt and That's Sanctuary. A good game. Dead Cells, which I, mm-hmm. I think is pretty fun. Uh, ba, 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 Madden NFL 19, but I mean, not that I don't like sports games. It's just, you know, they they release one every yeah, year. Yeah, that's my problem with sports games is, is, is I do like them, but I'm not going to go pay 60 bucks for something that, what did you do? You may have tweaked the graphics between the years slightly, and you may have changed up the teams or added a couple players. Well, I really don't feel that's a $60 value for me personally, but I'm glad that it gives the company steady income. To create games I do want to play. So I am thankful for all the people that do buy that every year. Well, it, it, on, in the defense, the the improvements from Madden uh, NFL 2018 to 2019 were some pretty vast improvements, not only in AI, but also in player movements, just in, in player movements and physics. They did a really, really large jump from 2018 to 2019. I- That's good to hear because in previous years that have been like, especially when you had them... Um, on the run of like PS2, the improvements weren't that great. And the same thing on PS3, as you had a couple years going, it's like, so on a PS4 going to the 2019, it's good to hear that they actually did make some big improvements because that's, that's nice to see. Uh, ooh, and here's a, here's a sad story. The Walking Dead, the final season came out. Episode one came out in August. 
Which is literally the final one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the it's like the final one for everything, for Telltale, for everything. <laughs> uh, well, I guess they named it appropriately, right? Final? Yeah. Oddly enough. It's not like Final Fantasy. and keep going with that. Yeah. Yeah. The final one just hasn't shown up yet. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The Messenger, Two Point Hospital. Damoc was talking about Two Point Hospital a lot. I haven't tried it. I haven't. I've heard it's good, though. I've heard it's, well, I should say, I heard it's fun. I haven't necessarily heard it's good. I've heard it's fun. Which the two don't always equate to being the same thing. It can be fun and the game not be good. And it yeah. can be good, but the game really isn't fun. There, yeah, there, there's been some fun, crappy games, just for the fact that they were so, I don't know, weird and wonky, they were fun. Kind of like something is so overly glitchy, but not like, doesn't freeze and crash the game, but you all start looking freakish. Yes. All right, so what do we got in September? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, uh, Dragon Quest Nine came out. Uh, Immortal Unchained. Um, that would be Dragon. Oh, sorry, Quest Dragon Quest Eleven. Sorry, sorry, Eleven. <laughs> Dyslexia hits. Your again. Roman rules. <laughs> uh, oh, Spider Man. Spider Man Four. It, it actually is a fantastic one. Yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man never leaving this keyboard. Spider Man. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, d- uh, Dust and Asylum Tale? Or uh, Elysian Tale? Sorry, not an Asylum Tale. Elysium, yep. Uh, Which is actually a good game. Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out. That is also a contender. I've heard a lot. I've always liked the Tomb Raider. I've heard a lot of really great things about the new Tomb Raider games. I actually watched the new Tomb Raider movie not too long ago, and I'm, I've got to say, I was impressed. I was expecting... I, w- I really was expecting, well... Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider, but this one was, uh, other than being a little bit unrealistic at times, it was good. I actually kind of like with the games lately, I like the direction where they went with the main character. Okay, so this is going to sound totally sexist and totally weird, but I'm really glad, I'm really glad, I'm really glad that they actually reduced her breasts significantly to more the breasts of an athletic person. Because... You, if you look at anybody who's athletic enough to climb up a wall and then jump over this and then swing over that and continuously do that for like two hours straight, you look at anybody who can physically do that, they're not going to have size triple C boobs. They're just not. Actually, I, I went to college with a girl that was fairly attractive and a gamer. She was on the running team, was very athletic, and she had good size double Ds. Yeah, but I guarantee you she wasn't climbing up the side of a mountain and then running and flipping and shooting guns and doing all that stuff. I mean, okay, I could say you could be running, but the normal female athletic physique, they don't have very large breasts. Well, let's let's put this to a test. Let's find an athletic, large-breasted girl. Let's kidnap them and have them run an obstacle course for us. For science. I'm in. <laughs> Here I thought you were going to be the voice of reason. Damn. Dude, we're we're going to be getting into trouble. I've been drinking. There's no reason here. <laughs> yeah, but who's my adult? Because the wife isn't here to keep me in check. Okay, look. Let's, let's just point out how this works out. You've got an angel on one shoulder and a devil on another shoulder. Now, while the devil's... What? I don't have an angel. I don't well, have on, an angel. On. While the devil's sitting okay. there talking on one shoulder and you're listening to them, I'm on the other shoulder beating the shit out of that angel so he can't say a word. Ah, that's what happened to him. Yeah, don't look into your trunk, by the way. No matter what the smell. Ah. And ignore the feathers sticking out. 
All right, what else came oh, out? So it must be under all the other ones I found, because so, there was a lot of them in that trunk. All right, we've got the uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out for the Switch. And then the expansion. Uh, which, so that's actually a fantastic game. I haven't played it yet, but I have heard it's good. Uh, Life is Strange Season 2. Which is good. Forns of Four came out in October. What the hell? There's a Fist of the North Star game that came out for PS4 in October? There was. There was. How the hell did I I didn't try it. Luigi's Mansion came out for the 3DS. Uh, There's the World Ends With You final remix that came out for the Switch. Oh, oh, they put, oh, they took the original Luigi's Mansion and released as a digital on the uh, handheld, right? I don't know. Yes. Because there is no actual new Luigi's Mansion yet. I know there was one, there was a Luigi's Mansion 3, like, a new one announced for the Switch, but it hasn't come out. Oh, well, this one's on the 3DS, so. Oh, 3DS, oh. Yeah, they released, I think it was as a as a uh, digital download, they redid the original Luigi's Mansion for it. Because right. you also had, before that, you had, like, the uh, uh, Dark Moon, or, you know, yeah, under Luigi's Mansion, the, the sequel to it was on the 3DS. All right, so we've got, uh, we've got Call of Duty Black Ops 4 that came out. Mm-hmm. Lego DC Super Villains, which I'm actually glad that the they- Lego games, the Lego games are just awesomely fun. They're silly fun. They really are silly fun, and they've got a very they've got a very specific formula. It's super easy, but it's still fun. I like the Star Wars ones. I, you know what I like about them? I like that they've got the platforming in there. They've got light battle, and they've got collectibles that you're looking for. So it gives you a replay value. It gives you a reason to go back and play it over and over again. Soul Calibur Six, uh, ooh, Starlink, Battle of Battle for Atlas. Yeah, I mean, it looked good, but at the same time, I don't want to get back into any more collectibles. I agree completely. That's actually one reason why I haven't gotten it. However, the special edition one that came with Fox and the uh, on the Arcwing or the Arwing for uh, from Star Fox, it's tempting, and I don't want to do it. No, yeah, no. I've been looking at not it. going down that route again. I've been eyeballing it, going, oh. I could just get that and only that. No, it wouldn't happen. I'd get but the rest. But you, you, you know where that's going to devolve into. Yeah. And I look around the room as I see the multiple miniature figurines and vials of sand and just stuff hanging around. <laughs> Why is my bank account so low? Look around. Oh, yeah. All right. What came out in November? Since November just went by. Uh, the Forest was released for PS4. The Forest is actually a pretty fun game. It's a, a builder, you know. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a one of those survival builder games. I'm a, I'm a st- I heard about it, but I haven't tried it. It's fun. Um, it's but I gotta say, it doesn't offer too much more than the average survival game that you would play. So it's it's not really offering that much more. If I'm gonna play like an out and about survival game. I thought the one that you introduced me to, Don't Starve, was like silly fun. That is fun, um, but honestly, uh, the only thing I don't—the only thing about Don't Starve—that's the only thing I don't like—is that it's an arcade-style survival game. And yeah. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Everything else I love about that game. But for for survival games, if you haven't played The Long Dark, that is a very fun um, simulation-style survival game. Yeah. That's it's that's that's a very enjoyable game. What else we have in here? SNK 40th edition, 40th anniversary collector's edition, which just has a bunch of the really old SNK games that they've ported over to it. 
And I don't remember how many. They got a few of them, but they didn't list a whole ton. So Well, we have our drinking game, uh, Fallout 76. Which, it's mostly going to be there for a drinking game, not necessarily uh, quality. Holy crap, they released Warframe for the Switch. Yes, yes. I didn't realize that they did that. That's awesome. That's a very fun game, to be honest. And it's a good one, I think, for the Switch. Uh, it's got a lot of content. Holy crap, does that have a lot of content. The only reason I would say it's not a good fit for the Switch is that the Switch is so mobile. So you wouldn't be able to play that, like, in the car or on a train, driving something, you know, going someplace. So that would be the only thing I would say it wouldn't work there. But the thing is, is is, is a mobile, yes, but it's great that the, that the Switch is getting... Like really good, like big, um, a large amount of content, like really good full games. Yeah, is because you can also run it as console mode, and it's a great for in the home console mode. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's great for Switch owners to get a little bones, you know. And we'll look ahead to the future and see what's supposed to be coming out in December. So we've got Just Cause Four, Persona mm-hmm. Five, as well as which will be a remake. Uh, is it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Unless it's in one of those dancing games, it Persona is. 5 has Pers- been out by Persona the PS4. Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. Sorry, I didn't read the rest of the title. It's a dancing game, yes. It's a, and, and just like the other one, I never tried the, the, the Persona dancing games, because when I want to play Persona, I want to play that old horror-based RPG. I don't want to play a dancing game. Yeah, you know, the only thing that bugs me about the Personas is that the, the first Persona game, Persona Revelations, that was, on the, mm-hmm. that was on the PlayStation 1, that game was full-on horror like full on horror elements with a little bit of of that that cheeky Japanese humor. Yep. Um but every Persona game I've played after that has been more cheeky Japanese humor and less of that horror. Yeah, which is kind of my complaint, but I still enjoy the Persona series as an RPG. I still do enjoy Sorry, it. Sorry. If 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 I if you may if I made it sound like I I didn't enjoy them. I I I don't mean that. I absolutely enjoy them. But, but I agree is that chief complaint is that I wish they were a little bit more towards like the first one towards the horror base, which is, you know, I love anything horror. So um, Insurgent, Sandstorm, Earth Defense Force 5. And that looks like all that I've got listed here. So, I, yeah, so I think pretty much. Oh, man. What what out of those would really be be counted as like the number one for this year that came out? Honestly, I haven't gotten too much into um, Dragon Quest XI, which yeah, I love the Dragon Quest series. I'd probably have to say, because I enjoy them so much, just because I'm such a fan of RPGs, I'm not necessarily going to say the best one out of the bunch, but certainly one I think for me would be the the new Xenoblade. You know, I could I, I can see where you're going with that. I, I'm going to go with... Because I have been a Xenoblade, Xenogears fan since the first one on the PlayStation. Mm. So I just I really love those style of games and I like the open world they had in the uh Xeno <laughs> Yeah. I always get uh, now with the new ones, like the several new ones going back and the original, I get so tongue tied and dyslexic with Yeah, which one is it? It's Xeno something. Xeno Chronicles. It's Xeno something. Yeah. Yeah, like Xeno Saga, Xeno Chronicles, Xeno Gears is the original. See, uh and I'm gonna go a completely different route. This year I Xenoblade I am a I'm a huge, huge fan of interactive storytelling. Um, the Walking mm-hmm. Dead, all of Telltale stuff. Actually, Netflix just has now on it. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Netflix has Minecraft story mode on there, where it's basically the Minecraft story mode game, but without all the quick time events. So it's like the old choose your own adventures where you get to a spot, you get to choose one way or another, or go to this, go to that, and it'll unlock different stuff. 
Very, very fun. I'm a huge fan of that. So I'm actually going to say my, my favorite game from this year that went by is Detroit Become Human. Because I think they did a really, really great job on just the interactive storytelling, the quick time events in it were fun, the exploration in it, it was fun, the storyline in it was fun. The choices you have to make. Very, choices. Oh God. It was a fantastic, I definitely respect that, that choice. Yeah, there, there were so many good morally ambiguous choices you had to make and you know one choice where you're like this is the proper choice and they always do that and i i know they always do that and i still fall for it every single time you make a choice like oh go help this dog and you go help the dog and all of a sudden oh you're becoming too human we have to wipe your memory now and you're like what you know that type of thing see my my problem is kind of the the other way around it's like trying to in the games that give you a choice between good and evil i typically like to you know you know, play to the darker side and, and play the game as evil. And then I like to go back and play it as good as the second round through. My problem has been is sometimes being good in the game is really hard. Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, I'm going to go back to something I've talked about before, but Overlord. My wife is still mad at me that because she wants to complete the game as completely good at least once. And I keep saying, this time, we'll do it. We'll complete the game doing all good and see what the ending in for just totally good is. We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay. And I'm doing really good. I do. I make every right choice as far as good until one point in the game. Do I know the choice to make? Yes. Can I make it? That's the problem is you played Overlord, right? Cecil? Vaguely. Vaguely played. You know, for the Overlord, you're, you're, this evil Overlord gets revived and you have all these goblins that do your bidding and you're supposed to go through and take over and all that stuff, but you can play as completely evil as hell or go in the path of good or something in between. The problem is I get to the part where you get to make an, uh, a decision that impacts whether or not you save the elven race or they go extinct. The problem is, is, is to be good, you have to save them. But they are the whiniest, of, like annoyingly whiny sons of bitches. And every time I go, nope, can't do it, and I kill them all. I, I, I sign their death warrant to become extinct. My wife's like, again? You promised this time. I'm like, but, but, but they whined so horribly. It was so annoying. It, it, it's, it's like if you added the most annoying human being you could think of, threw in an emo, combined it, and you got all those whiny-ass elves. Awful. I had to destroy them. I think we've gotten through the game like 10 times, and I still cannot save them. Wife goes, like, this time, you sure you're going to do it? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Sh- uh, no, I had to kill him. You son of a bitch, did you save? Yeah, I saved. They are not coming back. <laughs> and she gets so mad because she wants to just once, before we die, complete that game in the side of good. But once I hit that point, she's going to have to just take the controller and do it when I'm not in the room because I will end them. <laughs> if they were a little less annoying, they would have lived, but no, no. All right, next question. Since we're actually still doing questions. I forgot, that's right. <laughs> Look at the monkey. Um, next question was actually by you. Do you have a favorite cosplayer? If so, who? And what is your favorite cosplay that they do? Well, go ahead, D. You got a favorite? I do. It's actually somebody we met at one of the uh, Baltimore Comic Cons. Okay. Uh, Haley Cosplay. She's really nice. Oh, nice. She's genuinely an actual gamer. She's actually wicked nice. She was dressed as the female Luigi when we were there. I remember that. I think I got pictures of that. She show. was wicked nice, and and yeah, she's wicked pretty. She was wicked nice, 
And and actually a real I mean she is a real gamer, not one of those fake hee hee look at me all. She's really a gamer. And she's come a long way in her cosplay. She makes her own stuff and she's doing wicked good. I mean they're getting more and more, you know extravagant you know, more detailed and everything else. And she does like say female, like sexy like Pokemon. She did like Gyarados, like uh, the Pokemon Gyarados. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of my uh, favorite. She does some really good Pokemon ones. Well, I would have to go with somebody I've uh, I, I actually stumbled onto. Jesus, a long time ago, and I forget how I stumbled across her on Facebook. And not to say that guys don't do good cosplays, it's just that th- this woman does really incredible cosplays and i i, I gotta mention her uh her name is nicole marie jean and that's what she goes by on facebook and she has done all sorts of stuff um now i say this i say this slightly cut because she's also changed over to doing a lot more modeling stuff which is a lot more risque lingerie stuff like that but things that she's done uh in the cosplay world She's done Spider Gwen. She's done. Um, I, I keep thinking Scarlett Johansson. Uh, a Black Widow. Black Widow. Yep. She's done Poison Ivy. Uh, she's done a Lady Death. Now done right, those characters can look really good. Done right, or can look really like Walmart costume cheesy. Depending. Hang on, hang on. Well, let me um, let me do this. I'm gonna send a quick. Let's see if I can into your chat here. Probably going to get my other screen, too, but that's her as Lady Death. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, she does fantastic. I mean, we're talking about full body makeup type well, uh, plus costume pieces. Yeah, so, so like, that's a, that's a more skimpy outfit, of course, because Lady Death was, like, she wore... Skimpily skimp- Yeah, she wore skimpy outfits. But, like, her... Um, she does actually. Let me see if I can bounce over here. Spider Gwen, that's a good one. That shouldn't be skinny. Yeah, Spider Gwen was a great one. I, I'm actually scrolling through her page right now, but let me show you this I've seen, one. Yeah, I've seen her Spider Gwen. I know who you're talking about. I didn't re- remember the name, but yeah, um, she does a great job. Where is it? Then, of course, there are big name ones that still do a good job, but they also have the money to. You have stuff like uh, she was wicked nice. You have Ivy Doom Kitty. I like. Mm. She was wicked nice. Then you also have people like uh, Yaya Han and Jessica Nigri. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Uh, this this woman also does a... Um, she had the face paint of Betelgeuse on. And she really looked amazing. And I can't find a picture. Actually, hold on. It's right up here on top. Okay, hold on. There are going to be smaller pictures. Sorry for that. But she does a, uh, she does a Betelgeuse. It's right across the top in her banner. Yeah. Same same woman, but she's got uh, Beetlejuice makeup on, and she's, like, those are actually the worst pictures of it. She's got a video of them, of her actually talking as Beetlejuice, you know, just with that makeup on, and it's really incredible. It's really, really well done. She, she looks more like Beetlejuice than herself, and she is pretty, but she's... But she looks like Beetlejuice, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, she did a very good job with it. Yeah, so... uh this is definitely somebody to check out. I know that she's got a Patreon and all that other stuff, but she does... Which most of them do, which is a good idea, because frankly... Oh, yeah. It's, it's, hey, making these costumes costs yeah, money. Make it a living, yeah. Yeah, make, making these costumes cost money. And and depending on how much effort they put them in, I've seen like some of the how-tos that some of them have done. 
and getting the warbler and you know the plastics and everything else that they mold and do not only is just expensive it's time consuming and it's like the ones that aren't just like you know they just got you know showed a lot of scan got a bunch of money and then just buy the parts the ones that are actually doing it themselves yeah like cutting the, takes cutting the an foam, incredible amount all that stuff takes an incredible amount of of skill and you know actually a buddy of mine from back when i was um uh down south he actually he's a big anime fan and he does a lot with uh um the berserker like sort of the berserk and also monster hunter and lucas he does really good with his cosplays he's getting better and better he's actually learning how to do them he makes everything by hand yeah and you can see he's progressing and getting better and better and he's really gotten into it and he does a good job and some of his friends do really good jobs with them so here is a shot of her spider gwen now bear in mind i believe she makes all of her costumes or gets them made but they're all handmade which is awesome that's that's very well done oh god she even did an elsa i missed that one not like i'm stalking this woman i mean i just i saw her do cosplay once and actually this woman is how i got caught onto i got cottoned onto another gentleman um god i can't remember his name now but he's on my facebook uh page as well he's a gentleman who does cosplay but he does a lot of flash cosplay and I I picked him up from her page. Oh, Colin K. Bass or Bass. Okay. Colin, one one of the first two. Colin, it, it's it's Bass or Bass, however the hell you however the hell you want to enunciate it. But he does. I might have to check that out. Yeah, hold on. So here's one of his shots. Hold on. I mean, it's got some digital electric effects with it, but this is one of his shots of him as the Reverse Flash. Oh wow. And he also did a stint as Casey Jones. Really? In some short films, some fan-made films. Oh, cool. So there's that where he's... And you'll see him... So you'll see him in the upper right-hand corner. He's got the mask on. And the bottom left-hand corner, it's actually the rest of them with the actual turtles there. Oh, wow. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So this guy... This guy actually is really cool. Like, he does a lot of stuff. And he does a lot of professional... Like, professional quality stuff. Um... So I would say on the flip side, while Nicole Marie Jean, uh, you know, for the for the female cosplays does awesome, this guy Colin K. B- uh, Bass or Bass, Christ, he's probably gonna kill me if he ever actually listens to this episode. I'd not to say that he actually listens to the episodes, but if he does, he'll probably kill me. But check him out as well. Uh, he's like his Flash stuff is amazing. I think he's doing a Power Rangers stint right now. Um, cool. Yeah. So the the Turtles one, where his Casey Jones was called uh, TMNT fan series back in the shell, and the trailer came out Monday eleven nineteen eighteen, and it's on Kickstarter right now. Oh, cool! So definitely check him out as well. It's uh, it's good stuff. Definitely good stuff. All right, next question. What do we got here? If I can get my mouse over there. Next question. Next question. Next question. If you poop in the woods while a tree falls in the woods with your poop making a sound, but the tree does not, does a bear smell it? Let's trash that one. <laughs> Somebody was trying too hard. We're going to say a solid maybe. Solid maybe. All right, next question. Totally going to do these next episode. Whoa. Whoever wrote, asked that question needs to pose that to a theoretical physicist and let them answer it. And I don't think we qualify, do we? No. No. Um, 
can do math at best. All right, so the, the next question is, totally going to do these next episode? No, that wasn't a question. That was me responding because I'm an idiot. Okay, next question. Should the GNA crew get uh, and guests have a penalty shot for each forgotten question from the following episode? Uh, or from the previous episode? Well, I will answer that specifically with what I responded in chat. Fuck. <laughs> well, uh, Cecil could take that. I wasn't here last episode, so I'm free and clear. Uh, but you're here now. That's the important part. You are here now. Oy vey. Yeah, so we totally forgot questions last time around. So we figure we'll just sweep them up right now, get them all, get them all taken care of and done and... There we go. Now we got all the questions out of the way. What were we supposed to talk to, talk about tonight? I never knew. Oh, when I missed missed the uh, the show because I was visiting the parents, I never caught the uh, supposed meeting that was going to go on to, to talk about what we're going to do next either. Oh, so I just kind of showed up and was like, "Hey, guy, here." Oh crap! Well, what should we talk about next week? Probably something uh, very crazy, just to throw everybody else off for a loop. Hmm. Hey, we, we could talk about this. We could have fun with a conspiracy theory episode. I like it. A conspiracy theory episode. I like that a lot. Either made up or any really funny ones you've heard to pick apart. And you know what? There's been an uptick in the news, whether you watch Fox News, CNN, even some, like, you know, BBC and other word, other things. They're now starting to show, uh, you know, articles or news little feeds of UFOs. Have you noticed that? I have. I actually have. I've seen a lot of those UFO sightings been up lately. So I guess we would just have to make sure... One was put out by the military, so it's kind of interesting. I think we would just have to make sure that the conspiracy theories, if they skirt on the political, we got to just make sure that we don't dive too deep because we try not to get political whatsoever. No, no. I, I, I'm trying to stare conspiracy theories towards X-File style, not towards, oh. you know, not towards Nixon did it. Did what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep this towards conspiracy theories, more towards like X Files stuff. We're talking about like cryptids. You know, we're, we're gonna have fun with this one. Not, not. I don't want to get anywhere near you. Know, it's, it's like a hot coal that has a hot coal dick that's gonna whack you in the face. That's what politics are. It's gonna just bite you in the ass. Hot coal dick slap you in the face. I'm imagining a hot coal with a dick right now, and I'm very alarmed. You should be. That'll never get out your brain. <laughs> like, my my uh, three-year-old, we asked, oh, what are you going to ask Santa to bring you? He said, a robot that scores. And I started laughing, because what it is, is there's this like little robot that could do a bunch of stuff you, uh, that they're advertising for kids, and it showed him, like, hitting, like, a little uh, ball until, like, a little goal. He could make, you know, programming and hit the ball on the oh, goal. Oh, thank God. Wife was, when we came into the game room, away from the kid, she was like, what were you thinking? Why were you chuckling? I was like, I literally thought, like, a little robot with one of those realistic-looking dildos. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell you were watching. My brain immediately went to Robot Chicken, where the robot is banging the washing machine. Mine went to robot with a dildo that made it look like a real dick. Oh, God. We're both probably going... In fact, I, I think we're going to be segregated. They don't even want us in hell. They're going to put us to, like, like the uh, the like the laundry closet to the side. Yeah, they're going to be like, you two, you stay here. You don't go beyond this rope. And then we're going to be like, but look, there's there's flaming pits over there. There's 
There's torture. That guy's being broken it's on like, the rack. No, you stay here. Can I be broken on the rack? Like, no, you stay here. You're, you're, you know, you, you stay here. You're disturbing the other tormented souls. You need to stay here. You know when, like, you know, the, you go to, like, like a ritzy club, you get all the people and the cute chicks that get let in, and the two nerdy guys come up and they just pull that, like, velvet rope and click? No. That's going to be us. We're going to be behind that velvet yeah. rope, stuck in the linen closet of hell. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be told, you have to go to hell. We're going to be like, fine. And then they're going to be like, no, we're not letting you in, dudes. Like, well, what are we supposed to do? So, but we heard there was cool, like, parties and chicks down here. They're like, you guys staying over but there. But look, there's Nixon and, and there's Hitler and, and soup. Why is Superman down here? I think it was like maybe maybe that wasn't such a joke that South Park had him eating like uh, stem cells. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. At you, that. you don't remember that episode of Family Guy? Peter goes. Well, uh, there was a South Park episode where they had him eating um, fetuses. Oh no, no, I, that's why I said stem cells. I was trying to be nice, but you drug it out. Of, you drug the bad out see, of me. I was thinking of the episode where like Peter or Stewie or somebody goes down to hell and he's like, "Oh my God, it's it's Nixon, it's Hitler, it's Superman." What are you doing down here? He goes, ah, Hooker made made a comment about, be, about me being faster than a speeding bullet. I ripped her in half like a phone book. That was a good one. All righty. So conspiracy, theory, conspiracy theories. Oh, God. Got to stop drinking so much. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. So next episode is conspiracy theories. So listen to me. It can even involve squirrels. Oh, I got a conspiracy theory involving squirrels. Those fuckers are chipped. So does Rick and Morty. Those fuckers are chipped, and they are, like, bred specifically to terrorize the bird baths. No, no, I think they're the ones doing the chipping. (laughs) The Decepticons, man, they're everywhere. Who do you think built them? My wife laughed. I laughed. The toaster laughed. I shot the toaster. It was a good day. I saw saw a parody of that, actually, even. A D&D one. Oh, God. Why did you guys bring all your weapons into the bar? Mimics. The barkeep laughed. We laughed. The table laughed. Killed the table. Good times. <laughs> Love it. It was good. I actually saw that was chuckling. All right, D, where can people find you at, man? Well, um, when not behind velvet ropes being kept out of the fun, <laughs> people can find me at microbrewgamersofthez instead of an S.com for my website. Same thing, microbrewgamersofthez instead of an S. YouTube, uh, I've got a Twitter, a Twitch, an Instagram, Facebook, a Discord, and I'm also on the GNA Discord, Yadud Gamers Discord, and of course, I mentioned GNA, right? I've had sure, that yeah. Sure, GNA's Discord, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to say you did. Yeah, there's also Josh of All Trades. Who has who has actually helped us out reaching our uh, goal for the uh, extra life? Yeah, he did. So he's got a Discord. He's cool. Um, also, a buddy of mine has something called Slow Speed Run, and I think that's all I want to say because um, I'm burping some weird flavors. Where can people find you, Mister? I'm still. Uh, you. Can, my name is Cecil Xavier. You can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitter. You can find me at Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, Mixer. Uh, anywhere else you're trying to find somebody, you're probably going to find me there. PSN, uh, I signed up for the Anthem beta or alpha or whatever as Cecil Xavier. So I'm pretty much Cecil Xavier everywhere. You can also find me tooling around the 
GNA Podcast Discord, Josh of All Trades, uh, TPC's Discord, Yeah Dude Gamers, as well as uh, uh, Geek Squatch, Microbrews, uh, Mulehorn Gamings, all them, uh, Mattman's t- Discord. I'm tooling around all of them. You can find me there. Is now a bad time to let you know that you're still muted? Nah, no, nah, I'm going to run I'm with it. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, I'll run with it. <laughs> Um, also, I forgot to say what my state of games were, so I'm gonna quickly Holy I'm gonna shit. quickly bounce we that in there because we totally ADD right off of that. Okay, thanks for watching. Yeah, the- thanks for watching the show. This is what I've played all week. Wait a second, did I just say thanks for watching a podcast? Yeah, well, you watch the screen. You just watch the, the seconds countdown. I, I I do watch the screen, but I certainly don't watch the radio. Well, I mean, look, when we tie people down and we hold the phone in front of their face and we pin their eyeballs open and make them look at the phone, all they can do is just count down the time while we're droning on in their ears. That's all that they get. Anywho. True that. So what, what, is your what I've been playing this week was I've been playing a little bit of Graveyard Keeper, a whole lot of mobile phones, and we've been, uh, Shinzu and I have still been playing through Dead Space 3. I think we got to like chapter 23 or something on Dead Space 3. So we've we finally made it to the planet, and we're still dying horrifically at stupid places. I think we got caught on fire at least a half a dozen times and murdered there. So... Oh, oh, getting caught on fire kills you? Yes. We've lasted how many times getting caught on fire? I mean, in real life? And Okay, so explain to me this. In the game, you're in a suit that allows you to survive in the void of space. However, you get down to a planet that's an Arctic planet, and all of a sudden, your suit does not provide enough protection from the temperatures on a planet. I actually can defend that with science. Oh, hit me, please, for the love of God, explain that to me. Same reason that you don't, you can actually get a little bit closer to, like, say, a star than you think. Um, and it has to do the properties of heat. So heat radiates off, and why? Because it gets transferred between molecules. So, just like heat getting leached off or getting burnt by stuff, heat needs to transfer over a medium. Well, in the vacuum of space, there's not much of a medium, so it's slower. All right. All right, Mr. Science over there. Thank you, Mr. Wizard, because we literally were sitting there trying to figure that out. We're like, how the hell are we in a suit that's going to protect us from the freezing, from the subarctic friggin' freezing cold temperatures of space? But we get on a planet and all of a sudden, oh, hey, I'm getting cold. That explains it. And you know why I know this? Uh, Because you were jettisoned into space and then landed in the Antarctic and the suit didn't protect you? No, I I, uh, actually had a suit that protected me. But, (laughs) no, I've been following a lot of stuff that NASA's been doing. And to study the sun, they've sent a probe to be really close in the atmosphere of the sun or in the, you know, where all the, you know, you figure what looks like, you know, the flares and and everything else. So it's closer than they've ever gotten before. And they're like, well... It's extremely hot. You've got, okay, yes, you've got a heat shield. Well, how is this even possible? Should it just be disintegrated by the heat? And NASA goes, this is possible because heat's not transferring over this vacuum as much as you think because there's not enough molecules to transfer the heat fast enough to just disintegrate it right away. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that's why, you know, jumping out and like getting released out into space. Yes, you, you will eventually get very, very cold, but you're not going to go and freeze as all your body heat just gets leached off. It's not going to happen that quick. Well, that's interesting to know. You will suffer. That's interesting to know. Now, now we know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! So, which also speaks that maybe the people in Dead Space did a little bit of research. Maybe they did. 
That's actually kind of scary. <laughs> you're, and you're criticizing them, and they're like, "We tried." Dude, I was because I'm sitting there going, "Like you're in the in like the frigid cold of space. Like it's 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 a vacuum. There's like it's cold. How the hell can a suit that's going to save you in the cold of space not save you on the cold of a so planet? You're going to get burnt to a crisp or frozen to a popsicle quicker on a planet with an atmosphere than in the vacuum of space. Well, the more you know. And knowing is at least half your doom. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast listening device. Uh, remember, reviews on those places, they help other people find the show. So if you enjoy the show, help them find the show. Uh, we're also on other platforms like Android uh, with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, uh, Your Listen, and Spotify. So if you like listening to us, tell other people about it so they can find us as well. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can follow us on Twitter with at GNA Podcast. Just search for at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join the Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We're also on Facebook. Again, search at GNA Podcast, all one word, and you'll find us. We've started playing and hosting games on our Twitch feeds and Mixer feeds and whatnot. So www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast and Mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. Just search GNA Podcast on YouTube and you will find us. Um, 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 we have partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, Humble Bundle is a, a game streaming or geez, a game buying service uh, that has a little bit of a twist to it. Instead of just buying out straight games from them and it going to the developer and then Humble Bundle is the middleman, you actually get to choose where it goes to. And one of those places is a charity. So you can actually give all of the money to charity or none of it. And if you put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of whatever link you have or after the question mark on any link that you have, it'll actually it'll let them know that we sent you and you actually have the option to send us money as well through there. Now, we actually request that you do not send us any money through there. We do not want any of your money. We want you to give all of your money to charity or the publishers throw a few bones to Humble Bundle, but just we don't want your money. We just want to know that we sent you there. So it comes up on our metrics and it lets us know. So, so far this month, we have raised $30.04 for charity, which is pretty cool. Every little bit counts. So, hey, if we actually, you know what? We're getting close to December. Why don't we see? Do you think we can buy our way out of hell with this one? No, no, definitely not. Oh. But let's see what we've made throughout the entire year. How much do you think we made in the whole year? 174.30. That was weirdly specific. No, we've made $237.50 for charity. And the charity we have is Humble Bun is uh, Extra Life. Are you sure? I'm looking at it right now. Did you do the math again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw a very specific number and then just tried to question you. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyways, uh, we would also like to thank a Geek Squatch. Uh, so, we've got uh, Caleb and Alex over at Geek Squatch. So, go check them out. We also want to thank Brian and Kiv. They're, they do a podcast, First and Ten. They're cool guys. Go check them out. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. You can check him out at morganbs.com. And email us at GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. Do you like anime? Because we sure as hell do. We have an anime night every Sunday night starting at nine o'clock at night. 
Uh, Zyberblood is doing a, or sorry, no, starting at 7.30 at night, going till 9 o'clock at night. Uh, Zyberblood has been taking over Blue. He's been hosting our anime night. He's been cranking it out, doing a great, great job. We have that over at Rabbit. That's R-A-B-B dot I-T forward slash GNA podcast. So go check him out there. We're also, every now and then, we'll pop on there and just stream some shows that we're watching, whatever it may be. Um, also, do you like scary movies or horror movies? Follow us every second Saturday of the month where we have our horror movie night. Uh, what did we do last month? We did a, we did a, a, what was that, like Mall of Death or Death Mall or Death Race or, what that was that? We did, um, the last one that I, I chopping mall. was the, um, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. They were supposed to be Chopping Mall too, but Zyberblood lied to us. We ended up watching some, like, 1960s flick about some voodoo raising people. Oh, children don't play with dead things. That was it. Dang things, yeah. No, that that was wild. <laughs> it was so awful. Yeah, that that was wildly bad, but it was wild. All, you know, straight up wild. Uh, so was Chopping Mall. For Horror Night, it's, maybe we should add like a Once in a Blue Moon type special where we can find the worst, worst movie and put it on. Uh, we could just do a special night for that and be like, all right, we're going to... Yeah, that's what I mean. We're going to watch... The, we're, we yeah, f- we're going to find the worst possible horrific movie that we could possibly find and just MST3K the hell out of it. And you know what? I have got a great resource that knows all the worst movies. Would you happen to be related to this man? Yes. Huzzah! <laughs> and actually, I found somebody else that also likes really awful, like, B-rated horror movies and movies. Like yeah. him? My boss does. Dude, you gotta get him on the show then. When we, or we gotta get him to join he, us when we watch it. He, he knows, like, Plan 9 from Outer Space. He even recommended a bad movie for me once. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta totally hit that. Anyway, so last but not least, go check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com. Uh, we've got our our show up there. We've got some photos. It's really missing a lot of love right now, but hopefully once things get a little bit more rolling for me, I can get that thing open and running. I think I've been promising that for over a year, but hey, at least it's there right now. Well, Dee, thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, Shadow Fox, Damok, and, and Shinzu, thank you so... Oh, wait, you're not here, you dicks. Well, fine. Screw you, Trigon Hippies. Except for you, Zyber. I love you. Love you. Have a good night, man. Oh, that's what I was thinking when we were on the cosplaying stuff. Does Ryan Reynolds get to count as a cosplayer yet? He's Deadpool on everything still. Probably. Probably. Because he would certainly be one of my favorites, that's for sure, because he's funnier than hell. Have a good night, man. Have a good night, man. (laughs) 